0: still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the
1: ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcelroy and i'm taylor smurl
2: well hello sisters
1: well hello well hello <laughs> <laughs> hello how are you all
2: today? hello very good is that how like the view opens i don't know That's is it I if that is I, then let's not they all just go, know. Well,
0: hello. Well,
2: hello. <laughs> I don't know. I've never watched it.
1: <laughs> just I generic, it started, like, nice way. old white lady voice. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Well, Taylor, you had exciting, exciting plans over the weekend. Oh, do you want to share? Did you? Them? Do you want to share?
1: Oh, man. I feel like I should, like, tell you about, like, making beeswax candles or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do that That Sounds I did exciting. Something-
0: did you scent them with fall
1: scents? They all smell like nutmeg. Did they smell like fallen leaves and cinnamon? Guys, no, I did something way cooler. I went to Comic-Con.
2: I, I guess. Oh, I know yeah. I know how you young people like your comic books.
1: Oh, man, I can't. I much prefer I my candles and Smirl. my crocheting. I can't talk to old lady McRoy. Really. I'm still feeling really cool. From Comic-Con, <laughs> and now you're just bringing me down. You are just bringing me straight down. How was Comic-Con? Yeah.
2: It was good. <laughs> That's,
1: That's it? <laughs> it? That's all you got? Oh, it was super good. It was good. I just, like, drained. I-, I I was amazing. I cosplayed all four days. I met a ton of amazing people. Um, I spent all my money on foam swords and comic books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't paid rent yet. I don't think I can pay rent in foam swords, but I might figure that out later. <laughs> um
2: you're, this is the sequel to rent, the musical. Are <laughs> we gonna in, in pay
1: which- with foam swords? <laughs> <laughs> I will just threaten my landlord and they look so realistic, so many points of articulation she might just believe me. <laughs>
2: I'll well, we it, let a samurai
1: move into our apartment building. This is what happens. See, <laughs>
2: uh, so had a good time. You yeah. you dressed up as character. Charac- what character? Uh, what I, did you dress I, as? As character. as character. As character.
1: Uh I was uh Prompto from Final Fantasy 15. Um which was mm-hmm. so it's, a, it's it's a newer <laughs> game. So there was a lot of like companion cosplayers <laughs> walking around. That was cool. That's cool.
2: I like
0: Sydney's noise that parents make whenever you try to tell them about something, (laughs) but they have no idea what you're talking about, but they just go,
1: hmm. Yeah, I could have said anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have literally made any You of could sounds. have made up
0: something completely fake and Sydney would have been like, "Oh,
1: interesting.
2: I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> with the concept of the Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm I'm aware of its existence. There's the giant sword fellow, I believe. There,
1: yes, there's just the one, the one giant <laughs> sword fellow,
2: <laughs> and." I don't know. I, I will tell you this. That's, <laughs> I, Can you tell me everything you know about Final Fantasy? Okay. <laughs> all I know about Final Fantasy, that's like an old game, right? Like, it's been around a long time. No, there have been many
1: Final Fantasies. I know based on the name, you'd think there would just be one. <laughs> but there is I was always gonna say, you more said Final Fantasy, Fantasy 15. To come.
0: It's like, I, that must be I, the final Final Fantasy, right? <laughs> all I'm
2: saying is, I, I know, like, there was there was one around when I was in high school because I remember one of my friends telling me about it in great detail <laughs> in drama class one day. And that he was just right. going on and on about what was happening in final fantasy. And I remember just staring at him thinking, I don't understand anything that's happening. So I know that it's, a, I know that this game in previous, uh, you know, iterations has been around a long time and there's a giant sword that's it that's the extent yeah of i'm just my gonna knowledge. be straight up i know nothing about it i know it's a video game that's it
1: all right well <laughs> <laughs> if only this was the final fantasy fan cast i could tell you more but um we'll just leave it at that there are big swords <laughs> and um there are more than one fantasies despite the name um <laughs> there to <must laughs> be something in
0: there for a good final fantasy fan cast because fantasy and fan cast
1: Final fan cast. Final. Fantasy Final fantasy. fan find cast. Find it. Find it. Help find it.
2: Find <laughs> the good words. <laughs> Where did uh? What what other while well, you guys were thinking about that? What other costumes did you see a lot of at the con?
1: Uh um, I think that there were there were a couple that were easily my most favorite. Um, there was an amazing Doc Holiday, and mm-hmm. I tried to talk to him, and he was like so deep in character that he was scary. Like, he just kind of, like, gave me, like, mumble shrugs and, like, had an accent. And I'm like, you might shoot me in, quote, Latin. You're so cool. <laughs> uh, there was a Sailor Moon in one of the, like, the, like, deep, like, moon, like, VHS boxes. I saw that. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I couldn't, like, she was so cool. And I was just like, I just, I can't. Like, you're my childhood, literally, in a box. Um, there was an <laughs> Ash Ketchum and... And Ash from Army of Darkness mashup. (laughs) It was just, like, amazing. (laughs) That's, Uh, wow. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm going to have to look that
2: up, because I can't even picture that combo. Oh,
1: I have pictures. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I got to see that. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think... uh, But then the the most popular costume, easily this year. um, And I almost did it, but I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't, because there were plenty to see and enjoy. Uh, There were so many Ricks. There was an an actual council of Ricks at Comic-Con. Like all really? the multiverses <laughs> spit out the Rick into Comic Con. They were all there. Now that is that is from the program Rick and Morty. Yes, not just a guy okay. named Rick. It was the the Rick. <laughs> there were lots of guys <laughs>
2: named Rick. <laughs> hey, Rick. <laughs> Everybody I met, I'm like, "Hi, what's your name?" They're like, "Rick." I was just a weird thing.
0: <laughs> um, conspiracy theory Rilo is back at it again. Did you know that Rick and Morty is connected to Gravity Falls?
2: No. Definitely. So this is a
1: dream that Angelica had, and they were really all dead. And (laughs) (laughs) I already told you all that one. This is different.
2: And also, the boat that sank in Frozen is the one that Ariel is the one that
0: Ariel finds, and also (laughs) Ariel and Hercules are related. Think about it, because her dad is Triton. Think about it, and his dad Uh, is Zeus, and Zeus's brother is is. Tr- Triton.
2: This is getting ridiculous, and I think you're mytho- all. <laughs> no, there is some relation there mythology, in mythology
0: that Zeus is related to Triton and Poseidon, what? and they're all related and they're cousins. What? Hercules and Ariel are cousins.
2: Why, uh, Disney conspiracy theories <laughs> aside, why is everyone so mad about sauce packets at McDonald's? gate!
1: Sauce hashtag Saucegate. <laughs> I don't.
2: I I saw a video. Actually, I was scrolling through Twitter, and then I saw, like, Riot at McDonald's over sauce, and I was like, what? So I clicked on the video, and, like, Charlie came over because she heard people yelling and was watching, and she said, why are those guys so mad? And I said, because they want sauce for their nuggets, and they're out? She just stared at me like, "Is that what adults do sometimes? <laughs> is this a part of the world I don't know about yet?" And I was like, "I don't know. I can't. I can't explain this one to you, toddler.
1: I don't know yet." This is called American patriotism. Witness.
2: <laughs> uh People are very angry because angry because they want Szechuan
1: sauce. So, all right. So, in the season premiere of this past season of Rick and Morty, Rick states that it's his, his life mission to taste the Szechuan sauce that was a special back in I believe 1998 when the movie Mulan was released. They yeah. did a special with the Szechuan sauce and mm-hmm. um, that it's, it's, it's just a joke in the episode and I guess like it became such a, a joke based high demand for it the McDonald's decided to release it for one day but they just totally fumbled it you guys they just done didn't do it and uh, yeah. gave like 10 packets to every McDonald's. And you know, I have to say this, as a huge fan of Rick and Morty, so what I'm about to say, I'm, I'm talking about myself here too. You, I don't think you can enjoy the show if you're like 100% totally like up with people, super happy, like positive, <laughs> like societally functional person. There's something dark in the show, and if you if you dig it, maybe you're not the kind of person that you the, the McDonald's wants to make thousands of you angry, millions of you angry.
2: <laughs> I I read a piece on Polygon. I realize this sounds like I'm plugging my. Are husband's. you plugging your husband's I'm not, company? I'm not. I just that was what I happened to read the article on was. It was a good article about it, and mm-hmm. uh, they they said that and because I don't watch Rick and Morty, so I had no idea what was happening, and they said that the point is that the the whole thing was meaningless. It's about the sauce, but it's not about the sauce, because to be about the sauce would be ridiculous and meaningless, meaning everything is meaningless, so it's about nihilism. And so the idea that you would take that message and go to McDonald's and yell at poor McDonald's employees about sauce, (laughs) as if it's the most important thing in the universe, is missing the point. Which sounded fine to me, I had no idea.
1: I mean, it, it did, the whole thing seems like something that should have been in an actual Rick and Morty episode. So I do totally agree with that, read. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I saw a lot of the footage. I think people were kind of having fun with it. Like, I'm sure there were people that were actually straight up angry. But it seemed like most people, it's like, oh, we're a bunch of fans. We're together. We're going to kind of enjoy this, this fake outrage. I mean, that, you know, like, I, I see that as probably just as conducive to what went down as the actual outrage over the lack of sauce.
2: Well, I vote, Taylor, you had the best idea, which is I hope that all those McDonald's employees that got yelled at stole some packs of sauce and then put them on eBay Dude, and are making a lot of money. They're selling for like $600 on eBay. I, I hope, That's redonkulous. And I hope it's all those <laughs> McDonald's employees because they got <laughs> yelled at by people because they were out of sauce.
1: Like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, if I, man, you know, if I ever had a lot of money, I I don't I don't spend a lot of money on stuff, but that would be one of those dumb things and I'm like, I'm going to get mm-hmm. all the Seshwunch sauce off Tay. eBay, and I'm going <laughs> to just like have a, a party. <laughs> if you have millions of dollars, oh. want to be awesome, there's my idea for you. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> I cannot support this. <laughs> I'm a parent. I cannot you know, support this. What's another
0: thing that you can do to make you cool <laughs> and aw- awesome that you don't need a lot of money for? What's that? Tattoos. <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs>
0: Hello. That was great. You did that. You're welcome. Did it for you. Riley, what what did you do? I got a tattoo. <gasps> Last week. It I was really don't
1: not like the mom weekend. voice I'm just not digging on mom voice.
2: Is this a mom voice? It's grandmom voice. Mine That's was. what Sydney oh. keeps doing. Yeah, I think it was more of a grandma. Yeah. Um I got a tattoo. Okay. How do you <laughs> how do you feel about that?
0: I feel really good about it. I it, from a felon. But I didn't know that until after the fact.
2: <laughs> it looks great though. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm proud of you.
0: It's a still buffering tattoo. And
2: mom said you were very brave and you didn't cry. Yeah, I didn't did. cry. Did you think it hurt? Um,
0: you all tried to describe it for me. I shared with you all my disappointment on the show around my actual 17th birthday Mm -hmm. when I couldn't get at the beach. We were all together at the beach. Everyone was trying to explain to me how it felt and everyone just kept saying it was more of like an annoyance and less of like a pain. I definitely get that. Like It was just like, stop that, please. That Mm -hmm. does not feel great. But it wasn't like, if he keeps doing this, I'm going to pass out and I'm going to start crying and I'm going to like throw up from the pain because it hurts so bad the only time it hurts so bad is when he kept going over the same color over and over again to make it because it's a gradient in a circle it's like a little buffering circle and he kept trying to make the ones in the middle either lighter or darker so he'd go over them continuously Hmm. the same three specifically Hmm. in the middle with like a white or a black or a dark purple oh man that hurt didn't feel great but the rest of it wasn't that bad well good At first, he said he wouldn't tattoo a minor because they can't sit still long enough and he just doesn't do good tattoos on them. And then he said he'd do a dry line, I guess is what it's called, on my skin to see if I could handle the pain. And he did. And he was like, how'd that feel? And I was like, Uh, eh, okay. He's like, well, okay, let's keep going. Oh, wait.
1: So he he, he, he stabbed you with a needle with no ink in it. Yeah. Oh. Ah, see, my my friend calls that a bloodline, which is way
0: cooler. A <laughs> blood line. Well, what, uh,
1: yeah, because it makes it like red and,
2: and leady. Oh, I guess that's true. What Riley's trying to say is she's really tough. Yeah, I'm basically <laughs> really
0: tough and I can handle lots of pain and I'm going to get lots of tattoos
2: and are you? I'm I, uh, punk rock now. I was told so by the tattoo artist who did my tattoo, which was a very long time. Gosh, it was a long time ago now that I think about it. I was in my third year of med school. So a long time ago. I don't know. Five uh, plus eight plus nine. It's like 10 years ago. It was like like a decade ago. Uh (laughs) I had to think about it. I had to do some backwards math. All of my, by the way, when I count down through the years of my life to try to figure out when something happened, it's all years of schooling and work. I've worked at my current job for five years. I was in residency for three. I did med school for four. Like everything is, it just breaks down into school years. (laughs) Anyway. Just incremental uh,
1: bummers of measurement. Hey <laughs> uh, that's from my Group perspective.
2: <laughs> the only other division I have is pre uh Charlie and post charlie <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the other way I see the world. but uh when I got mine, the tattoo artist said, You know, this is your first tattoo. I'm sure you thought about it a really long time, and I had I had wanted my tattoo since I saw it on a doctor in a documentary show I was watching on, like, the Travel Channel or something, and it was about this... They called him a rock doc. Cool. <laughs> because he would... <laughs> he would go... Keep going. Please make tell yourself Tell me about the cooler. rock doc! <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would go to um, concerts, and he was, like, employed to be on site as, like, the doctor on site for, like, mainly, like, concerts where people are going to get into mosh pits and stuff, and people might get injured. So his job was to... Be on site and take care of the kinds. And I mean, he did like in the documentary, he every single show he worked. He had just, you know, little like lacerations, like people getting concussions, like thrown off of, you know, like crowd surfing and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. (laughs) But he always had some stuff to do. And he and they showed him and he was wearing like, I don't know, shorts or something. So you could see his leg. And on his leg, he had a caduceus. And I was like.
1: What a cool doctor. I, Sid, can I? <laughs> what a cool rock doc. <laughs> can I hire you to be my own personal rock doc? Because I i have been to and continue to go to a lot of shows where plenty of people get beat up, including yours truly, and never once has anybody offered me medical aid. Really? Like,
0: Cindy, it's your chance to go be a rock doc. <laughs> like, once <laughs> I once had my nose, doc. like,
1: the best way to explain it is exploded. Um, by somebody like stage diving, and he offered me his very sweaty T-shirt to clean up the blood. But that's as close as I've ever gotten. <laughs> oh, did you break your nose? I don't, I don't know. This this is back in my punk say. days. Things like broken bones didn't register to me.
2: <laughs> I don't remember you breaking your nose. I don't think it broke. It just bled a lot.
0: We've talked about you being island doctor before, but I think your real calling is rock did Doc.
1: you Be rock Doc? Well, I
2: have I have the tattoo, and please, please. I understand that the caduceus was not originally a symbol for medicine. I understand that it was Mercury's staff and not the rod of Asclepius. And I know the difference. And please, before anybody tweets at me, <laughs> I understand. I've mentioned this on Sawbones and I've gotten lots of information and I know that. But also, symbols only have the meaning that we apply to them. So... Whoa. That's the, And people see a caduceus and they think medicine, I'm sorry, that's the truth. When they see my tattoo, they ask me if I'm in medicine. It's also like the logo they don't for ask your me, other podcasts. <laughs> and and, and yeah. people tell me that too. But they don't ask me, are you a big fan of the god Mercury? They say, are you in medicine? So... Symbols have the meaning that societies place upon them. Yeah, I,
1: I think I think that's definitely true. As long as that your particular symbol has never been hijacked by like a hate group, in which case put it down, just let it go. But I agree with you otherwise. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's I
2: think that's a good example of a symbol. I mean, I think I know what we're both talking about here. <laughs> of a symbol that uh, you know, I understand that maybe personally you believe that it stands for pride in your region of the country but um no it no for most people that's not what it stands for yeah. for most people it stands for hate and so I,
0: I like that someone gave my tattoo a whole new meaning that like makes it sound a lot deeper than it actually is because really it's just like you know the lo- part of the logo for our podcast so it's mm-hmm. like for for our podcast because i also told everyone around the max fund drive that if we got fifteen thousand donors they get a tattoo We got twenty thousand, so i feel like i had to um we're gonna get someone ours too. said biding our time yeah yeah just yeah. wait for me to get it first because you didn't think i really would
1: yeah actually um, de- definitely go ahead yeah
0: <laughs> uh, look <laughs> that, at me i clearly don't it. think <laughs> long about it. what
1: i put on my body <laughs> but uh i will after february
0: i know but um someone said you've invented the new semicolon tattoo which is you know something that could have ended but kept going i guess it's a very popular tattoo mm-hmm. um they said you're still buffering <clears throat> still progressing always moving forward you just developed a new semicolon and I was like maybe I did
2: I think it is a nice symbol outside yeah, of I mean, our personal Yeah, we say still
0: yeah. buffering because we're talking about growing as a person and loading and changing and I, you know
2: do you do you think that now because that, that's what I was going to say my long story about the rock doc uh, <laughs> I, I thought about that tattoo since I was well probably your age but probably younger mm-hmm. and thought someday I'll get it And I waited until after I finished my third year of medical school because I had also passed. I actually got it right after I passed my first set of board exams because they everybody told me that they were the hardest. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to make sure that I could pass them Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I thought otherwise if you get a medically oriented tattoo and then things go south. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to have to explain to people I was almost a doctor forever. (laughs) So I kind of wanted I kind of wanted to make sure it was actually gonna happen So that's yeah. why I waited too so long and then after I got it our, the tattoo artist was like now uh, They compared it to having sex What getting a tattoo? They said that you wait and wait and worry and think about the first time you get a tattoo and like plan what it's gonna be And you put a lot of thought and time into it and then after you get your first tattoo you just can't stop thinking about getting more tattoos. Then it's like, all bets are off. You're getting <laughs> tattoos nonstop. <laughs> that was that was what the tattoo artist told me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I find that to be true about tattoos anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, I will say, I thought about this a lot because, I mean, I obviously thought about getting a tattoo before I said I'd get one in the Max Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive sure. was in March So I've been thinking about actually getting one and what I would exactly want it to be since March. So that's what, like seven months. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I think what I, there was a lot of, I was like, do I really want it? Am I just saying, do I think I want it? Do I actually want it? And I think what what made me realize I did actually want it was when we were at the beach and they told me I couldn't, and I was very upset and I cried a little bit. Like that was what made me realize like, yeah, I really want it. I was that disappointed when I couldn't get it. I really want this. and I will say now that like, I think part of it is just that like, now that I know I can get a tattoo and it doesn't hurt that bad, like it doesn't feel great, but mm-hmm. it's something that if I really wanted to, I could, I could do again. I'm like, yeah, like I could get another tattoo. I'm probably going to wait until I'm like actually 18 just because I don't have to worry about not being able to get one because mm-hmm. I will be an adult. But I was like, you know, I could do this again. It's sure. not that bad. And
1: I, I do want to say really, and, and I can say this now because you, ha- you got your tattoo, uh, this is being like older sister and not cool tattoo person mindset I was kind of glad that you had to go through that initial rejection with it because I think it was good for you to realize you did really want it I mean yeah. I think mm-hmm. you would have had one of two feelings in that moment you know like you would have been let down or you would have felt relief and I mean I'm I don't know like I have a very specific thought on tattoos which is like Yes, it's forever, except for that I'm super not forever. So I might as well have fun with this skin while I have it. Um, But that being said, you're still my little sister. And I would never want to be like party to something that you would regret. Like I can mess up my body as much as I want and just roll with it. But for you, I'm glad that we could all have that moment to see like confirmation that you definitely wanted it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I also have reassured myself that I really did want it. By now, I just like literally can't stop looking at my arm. Because it's right above my wrist. So it's like any time I move to like pick up anything or write in class or like text someone on my phone, it's just right there and I look at it for a minute, like, yeah.
2: It's in Did a that. it's to continue with our rock and roll theme, it's in a location that could be considered like a rock and roll tattoo,
1: right? Really? It's a guitar tat. Oh my god. Who still talks about those?
2: <laughs> What do you mean? I remember those from way back in the day. For guitar when- tats are like Think about how your yeah. arms are when you hold a guitar.
0: You wouldn't be able to see this, me holding a guitar, though, because... Um, if you were left-handed. If I was left-handed. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, that is still the position. It's the, true. The placement holds. Yeah, what on it your it enter, depends on... Yeah. yeah. So you get tattoos in places where when you're playing guitar, people mm-hmm. see your cool tattoos. Mm-hmm. Those are guitar tats. That is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I haven't I haven't thought about those in a really long time. Oh, I don't know if even that's still a thing. That was something people used to talk about.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm sh- But, I mean, like to me it's something that means a lot to me and even in like 10 years or 20 years it still will have meant a lot to me and i also i have some friends that have tattoos and i think uh well we'll talk about this more but i could never be a person to get a tattoo for the sake of getting a tattoo for Mm -hmm. my first tattoo being 17 i could never be like i can get a tattoo no so i'm gonna get a tattoo i don't really care what it is i just want one because i can it it was something that mi- means a lot to me, and I think that eventual tattoos I probably won't put as much thought into, but just be like this is your first one, like it it means something in some way at some point. Sure, I think every tattoo does.
2: And I wanna I wanna spend more time comparing and contrasting like tattoos now and then, but before I do that, let's check the group message. We have a busy group message today. We sisters. do. It's blowing up. That's right. Well, we're let's very start popular. Off <laughs> for the first time in my life <laughs> let's. I have foam swords I don't Jeez. need to confirm <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it, I'm just saying uh, Let's start off, we've got a Jumbotron this week Tell us about it Alright, we got a message for Kyle And Kyle, this message is from many initials A lot of initials that I'm assuming will mean something to you We don't know But we're trusting That B.J. and A.T. and C.A. and M Mean something to you (laughs) Because all these lovely people want to say hey Kyle we are super excited to immortalize your special 28th birthday on your favorite sister podcast we know your job as paramedic have crazy hours but it's always a blast hanging out with you when you're free sisters please help us out by singing Kyle impromptu birthday song preferably in the style of Hamilton (sighs) we should have read this ahead of time we love you Kyle we love you go bear it out why do we do this
0: why do we do this every time sisters please explain to me why we never read our jumbotrons ahead of time and this always happens this
2: happens no i and by the way kyle kyle's official birthday is october 13th friday the 13th friday the 13th happy early spooky birthday kyle
1: happy spooky birthday kyle guys i I think we threw away our shot <laughs> 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 <Is> that
2: it. <laughs> I
1: uh, happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> we definitely threw away our shot. We definitely threw away our shot. We got no we song. Were... This is not hot. We s- totally blew away. Threw away our shot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well. I don't think Lynn's going to stick that in the musical anytime soon. But hey, I hope to. he never hears that. <laughs>
0: Definitely <laughs> threw away our shot.
2: <laughs> but I think that was that was wonderful on the spot. Yeah. Oh, spot <laughs> runs the show too. Why did I think of
0: that? I have I have nothing to to try to beat that. I'm just gonna say happy birthday Kyle. Yeah, Happy birthday Kyle.
2: I, I hope it's a great one and very spooky. Uh, we also have some ads to tell you about this week. Um, our first sponsor is HelloFresh. Who wants to tell everybody about HelloFresh?
0: I'll tell everyone about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service. It's dedicated to making con- cooking, oh, if I can talk, it's dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. And it definitely does
2: all of those things. Because, yeah. yeah we've made HelloFresh before. Um, we've all enjoyed following their easy-to-follow instructions, and all the ingredients are great. And you can make delicious meals, like some of the ones coming up this week are Southwestern stuffed peppers with ground beef, quinoa, and Monterey Jack cheese, or cherry drizzled pork chops with tomato couscous salad. They're even vegetarian meals. Yeah,
1: I've personally uh, done the vegetarian kit a couple times, and it's awesome. Like it's, they're they're really simple meals. Um, they're really like vegetable and grain focused. Uh, they're super healthy. I could not recommend it enough.
0: Yeah. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes, like the ones my sisters were telling you about, with step-by-step instructions that are all designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks, all for less than $10 a meal. That's crazy. It's a great deal. And it's all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free.
2: So, for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code Buffering 30 So, go check it out. HelloFresh.com, promo code STILLBUFFERING30. Sisters, do you know
0: what season has arrived? (laughs) Spoopy season? Fall. Boot season! (laughs) Uh, Spoopy boot season! Now you can finally be the fashion trendsetter you've always dreamed of, and you don't have to spend a million dollars to do it, because you can visit JustFab.com right
2: now and get a start on boot season. That's great to know, because I love boots. I love to wear them, but... I also never have any idea what is cool or what I should wear <laughs> if I want to be cool. So uh, this sounds perfect for me, um, and I'm not alone because yeah. millions of women say Just Fab is their go-to site for what's new and trending in boots, shoes, clothing, and accessories. And when you become a Just Fab VIP, you save up to thirty percent off retail prices.
0: It's super cool because you take a style quiz and Just Fab personalizes your experience. So every month you're charged $40 and that's a shopping credit to your account. They'd be used for literally anything on their site.
2: And if you don't feel like shopping, just log in, click skip the month and your card won't be charged.
1: All right. So we, yeah, we get, have a special offer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Taylor, do you want mm-hmm. to tell everybody about our special offer? So
1: this is super cool. Uh, right now, you can go to justfab.com slash stillbuffering now and sign up as a VIP. That's a very important person to get your first style mm. for as low as $10. That's justfab.com slash stillbuffering. And that gets you your first offer for 10 Uh You got to do it. You got to look cool for boot season. Boot season. So go check it out. Justfab.com
2: slash stillbuffering.
0: Now that we're done being popular and talking to all of our friends on the group message. (laughs) Let's talk about tattoos more.
2: Um, So I think the most interesting thing to me about you getting a tattoo, Riley, has been what I have seen as kind of a shift that started, I think, before Taylor and I were teenagers. I think this predates us somewhat. But definitely I've seen as I have grown up and seen you into your teen years, which is when I was your age... I don't remember a lot of teenagers having tattoos. Uh, It was, it was like a very specific, like very specific groups, like uh, teenagers who were into certain music or certain looks or whatever would maybe have a tattoo. Um, If you were willing to display it at school, Mm. it was like a whole other thing because there was still very much a stigma attached to tattoos. I would say that if you had certain tattoos that were visible or even just any tattoos, just the idea of a tattoo, no matter what it was that it would make you less likely to like be chosen for competitive like colleges or scholarships or job offers or whatever you wanted to do. And certainly for me, I was terrified if I got a tattoo, I would not be able to, go to med school or be a doctor and obviously those things aren't true but i feel like there was very much that that kind of concept like you know you you don't want to get a tattoo because it might limit what kinds of opportunities you have in the future later on maybe you can consider it when you're older but right now don't do that stuff because then people will think certain things about you yeah Mm -hmm. um i don't think that's true anymore i mean uh,
0: especially the part about uh, not knowing a lot of teenagers that have tattoos i know i have one friend who has five or six tattoos i think and we're all seniors in high school um i have another friend who just turned 18 about a week ago and got her first tattoo on her 18th birthday and another friend who turned 18 about three weeks ago and is getting her first tattoo in like a week so it's i mean it's not like i know teenagers personally who are going out and getting like sleeves or like have like Mm -hmm. more tattoos than you can count but i think having like one tattoo somewhere that again i don't know anyone with like huge tattoos but like they have small tattoos in certain places and a lot of them mean something to them um it's just like a way of like you know Mm -hmm. i think part of it is like it signifies you as a near adult like obviously i'm not an adult yet but i'm grown up enough that i can have permanent ink in my skin Mm-hmm. like like now I feel like if I if I am out in public by myself I don't look like a child if someone can see my tattoo it's like oh <laughs> this is a slightly grown-up child
1: <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if you don't look like a child still to me anyway oh, I mean I still
0: look like a child like when, when the guy who did my tattoo asked me how old I was and I told him I was 17 he didn't believe me at first it's like no I promise here's my ID, I promise I'm 17 <laughs> I know I look my, like I'm like 13 <laughs> but I promise I'm 17 here's my mom to vouch for me here's my mom she'll tell you how long ago Uh, she had me I promise it was 17 years but yeah I don't know I feel like part of it is just like I'm older now
2: do you do you think that existed Tay when we were younger the idea that you would see someone who had a tattoo who looked to be a teenager and would think of them as more mature or adult because of it
1: Uh, I would I mean I would say yes like I don't think I ever really thought of tattoos being like I I think that the people that I knew, and this is also in... I want to say my friend circle, like, just in in general, people I knew in high school didn't have tattoos. So if you had a tattoo, you were probably not around my age. You were probably an adult. Um, But, you know, it also, I just think, like, I think it also just cemented that you have to be, like, some sort of... more, More so than age, like, some sort of alternative culture. Like, some sort of out of the mainstream. You wouldn't assume that this person with a tattoo like, went and worked at a bank or something. I think that was more of the instant assumption. And I think that's very outdated now, and that's not what people think anymore. But I think it more kind of put you in an association with, like, where this person set in relation to the mainstream.
2: Is there, no? like, at this point, your friends who have tattoos, do you think that fear of, well, but if I go in for a job interview to do whatever whatever the heck people want to do or if I'm going to a college admissions interview or whatever and I sit down and I have a tattoo that's visible the person is not going to choose me because of that do you think that fear exists
0: um I will say I don't know none of my friends that have tattoos have them in visible locations like they're all just average clothing covers them up really easily Mm -hmm. like the only time you would see them is like in a bathing suit or like if they went out of their way to show it to you um but I think visible tattoos, it's kind of a thing like, I don't know. To me, if I go in for a college interview, one, I'll be wearing long sleeves with a suit, more than likely, so I don't have to worry about it being like super out there and visible. Two, if I'm that worried about it, I would cover it up with concealer because I don't know, again, know anyone that's getting huge tattoos. We're all getting super small things that's like really easy to cover up with some makeup that I can cover up pretty quickly testing
2: the tattoo waters. yeah yeah (laughs) find it out right now I will
0: say I've seen a lot of like even amongst people older than teenagers it seems a lot of like tattoos that are becoming popular and like everyone is getting are like small Mm. like minimalist tattoos that are like either all black and white like lines of some sort or they're a small thing that's in one small place and it's nothing that's like now, I'm not talking about all tattoos, of course. I'm just talking about the ones that are becoming popular, and everyone's posting pictures of wanting to get on Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and Tumblr. Like they're all like super small uh, tattoos that you wouldn't have to go out of your way to cover so up.
1: Those are your generation's Tasmanian devils and barbed wire. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's, that's an improvement. <laughs> Definitely.
2: I, I, you know what? I've always been shocked. I think that the number of people who have had tattoos is not. Certainly, I'm sure it's increasing. I'm sure that they're becoming more prevalent with the stigma being slowly eroded away. But that being said, there were a lot more people who had tattoos than anyone knew for a long time. I say that from my experience as a physician, I have to look at a lot of people and examine them. There are lots of people with tattoos that defy any sort of like stereotype or, you know, assumption that you would make about who gets tattoos and who doesn't. Uh, a lot of people have been getting tattoos for a long time, and I just think now it's okay to say it and show it and be open about it, whereas I think there are plenty of people like me who got these kind of very specific, discreet tattoos that they could hide anytime they wanted to and just did that. But, I mean, because I I remember a lot of people, I I don't think anyone knew I had a tattoo until, gosh, I don't know, well, like, especially in my, my... work circles in my professional circles until after residency maybe Mm. like i kept it hidden all the time i wouldn't wear skirts to work or anything because i i just felt like i just don't want to take a chance on a patient or one of my professors or somebody deciding anything about me based on it and
1: that's not who i am now but i I certainly was very worried about that back then that's so funny because i think if i walked into a doctor's office and like she was sporting like double sleeves it'd be like you're gonna take care of me you're gonna you're gonna do right by (laughs) me (laughs)
2: And I think, I think nowadays most of my patients, because I I will say this, since then I have started wearing dresses and skirts and some of my patients comment on it. And I think most of my colleagues are aware of it and I don't think they care. I now have colleagues who I know have tattoos. I don't think that I did as many back when I first started. Um, But they're hiring more younger people who I think you see it more prevalent. And I I think that you would have seen it more prevalent before if there wasn't that kind of assumption like... Well, nobody's ever gonna let me be a doctor if I have a tattoo.
0: Yeah, mm. to me, it's like I like—I mean, especially with my tattoo, I like being able to to have someone ask what it means, so I can explain to them what it means. Not like I, some people probably get annoyed, like if they have a tattoo that means something obscure, like having to explain every time to someone what it means. <laughs> or when it's but super me, dumb, really like, like some of mine. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, to me, it's like I like being able to to—it's a pretty tattoo first it can mean a lot of different things second third i like being able to tell people about it because i'm proud of it one because i was able to sit through this tattoo and i didn't cry (laughs) and i got it done which now i feel like about people with a lot of tattoos i just have a lot of respect for how much pain they can tolerate because i like taylor i know how many tattoos you have i could not get that many just because yeah just because i could not deal with that much pain ever in my entire life like tattoos aren't like i'm gonna pass out from the pain but they're not pleasant but like I like being able to explain to people, like, this is a a part of my life that I'm proud of, and I'll tell you about it, and I have something permanent on my body for it, because it means a lot to me.
1: Well, Um. and you know, I think that's, it's funny, Sydney, earlier you were, you were talking about how you felt like you needed to make sure you were gonna be the profession that you wanted to be before you got your Caduceus tattoo, and it's ironic, because my first tattoo was a comic book tattoo, um... Very much related to, you know, an industry that I wanted so does like mainstream comics specifically. Uh, And I felt like it was my way of cementing like a challenge in my life to make it in that world. And I super didn't. 100% didn't. (laughs) But like I like I've never once regretted the tattoo because to me it's cemented who I was then and what I cared about. I mean, I almost feel like my philosophy is they're almost scars you choose they're like significant moments in your life or things that mattered at that time and it's like a Mm -hmm. weird sort of you know like like guide to who who you've been at different points It, it kind of helps you define yourself it doesn't really matter if you feel you're doing the exact same thing or you feel the exact same way that you felt in that moment it's a constant call back to that moment for you so it's 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 a time capsule that you can just always have yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at it. And I, and I think what you're touching
2: on is not, it's not weird at all. It's not only is it so, um, it's so natural a part of us now as humans, but I mean, if you want to talk about the history of tattooing, we've been, you know, as a species, marking ourselves in a variety of ways, whether it be with some sort of ink Whatever that ink was made of, you know, throughout history or uh, piercing ourselves, whatever changes we've made to our bodies, you know, in order to mark like specific moments in our lives, important transitions, positions within our group, our family, our society, whatever. I mean, we've been doing that as long, pretty much as humans have been around. Right. So it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not an odd thing to want to do at all. I think it's, it's a very natural kind of human impulse to want to take part in i think it's
0: interesting that sydney your your one and only first tattoo um it had to do with your job field and taylor you said kind of the same thing and mine is like representative of my first career i guess and kind of introduced me into what i want to do with the rest of my life Mm -hmm. i think i don't know if that's like a common thread amongst people getting their first tattoos it's kind of like something that represents either a big part of your life that you have just become a part of like Sydney you got yours after you passed your exams or like something you want to be a part of like me getting mine Taylor you getting yours I don't know if that's like a a common thing like kind of a celebration of entering an adult part of your life by doing something you can only do once you're an adult I, I think
1: it 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 does it I think it does make sense and I bet a lot of people get first tattoos along the same line because I think part of getting a tattoo is an attempt to cement something about yourself to like it's so easy to just feel like an anamorphous like who even am I but a tattoo does this has this weird grounding ability to be like this is who I am look at it it's on my skin and I mean obviously you know <laughs> like I said those feelings can change but especially for a first one I, I do think that there's that impulse to like to say something about yourself and commit to it and and choose that that definition for yourself
2: and I think that it's fair you know it's it's interesting as we talk about these things kind of a lot of whether or not teenagers have tattoos has also been dictated by law. Right. Which I guess is to protect you from making a decision you'll regret when we as a society have decided you're too young to make wise decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I, I'm not saying I agree with that but I, yes. I guess that's the and to so that, that way angry parents don't come yelling at at tattoo parlors I guess that would be the I will other say reason. it's
0: crazy to me that when we went to the beach they said up until a few years ago you had to be 21 to get mm-hmm. one it's so like you could be 19 or 20 years old and like technically legally an adult and still have to have your parents sign off what, on your tattoo
2: which is always the that see and that kind of logic it's all it, it gets so bizarre to me the idea of what we think you need to be old enough to do you know at at 16, you're old enough to operate a motor vehicle. But
0: why? Why do you have to be 25 to rent a car? That's such a random yeah. age.
2: <laughs> I don't know. But but I just think I just think it's it's wild to think like at 16 we think we can put you behind the wheel of this big piece of metal. Yeah, that that's you can, whack. You can hurdle at other humans at speeds of you know 85 miles per hour if you're being reckless, and we're fine with it. But you can't ink your skin. You can't put a tattoo on your skin, and you can't vote yet, but you can definitely operate this motor vehicle. Uh, you know, it, all of it gets so warped as to what you're old enough to do. I, I think that it's fair to say that you don't want to... I would hate the idea of, of teenagers just on a whim or a dare, peer pressure going in and getting just whatever tattooed on their skin because all their friends were getting it. And in that moment, they wanted to look cool. And then they get home and go, oh, man, I hate this. So I think it's fine to encourage people to think and talk about it. But the idea that there's an age where you magically know... Like where we all start making smart decisions. <laughs> I hope I get to that age. <laughs> when I start, what age is it when you know like now is the age where all your decisions are right and good and you will never regret them? I don't know when that age that comes. Was, that was how I was
0: feeling when they when he almost said he didn't tattoo minors because he said you couldn't handle the pain. I was like, I'll be real with you, dude. 10 months from now, I don't think I am gonna be able to handle pain any more than I can right yeah. now. Yeah. And like 10 months from now, I'm still going to want this tattoo that I want right now. So I'm going to walk back in here in 10 months when I'm legally technically an adult but like i'm not gonna be any any tougher like i'm just gonna be less than a year older than i am right now i'm not gonna be able to deal with pain and Mm -hmm. if
1: there's an age where suddenly your decisions are foolproof from regret i don't i haven't reached it yet (laughs) i don't know what that age is it's not gonna come spoiler alert you're never gonna get there there is always a chance for the rest of your life telling you straight riley that a decision you make and commit to will blow up in your face or maybe not go awesome Always do your best to to make the right choice, but ultimately, age is is not an arbiter of expertise. Like that's just the A- truth. You know why? Because we're all always
0: still buffering. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the only thing I will say on that, Mark, before we end that, is that I I don't think it's as important that you stress and worry about what tattoo you're gonna get. But you know, I don't I don't think like you guys have talked about it's ink on your skin it's not the end of the world yeah (laughs) I think that it's okay to to not act like that's the biggest deal that's ever gonna happen but if you are gonna get a tattoo please make sure that the person who's getting giving you a tattoo like knows what they're doing (sighs) that the equipment is clean these are, the, these are the only things I would caution people against. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it, it is a needle in your skin. Yeah, I do
0: know some friends with stick
2: and pokes that I'm like, well, shouldn't but, have done I that. Just, and I would just, I know, see. and Tay, you may disagree <laughs> with me, but I just, I think that knowing that all the needles have been, are new and have been, all the equipment's been sterilized and knowing that you're not going to get some sort of awful infection or you know viral illness from using needles over and over that kind of thing is the only thing I would make sure you know that you're doing well, safely other than that if you want to get a tattoo go for it but you I know. would
1: not endorse otherwise like yes do I have some crappy stick and pokes um yes and am I super glad that nothing bad ever came from them absolutely but you know like I, I don't know if, once again like I'm I'm not necessarily the one to go to for like the, the, the streamlined life guidance system. I've made some mistakes, <laughs> but well,
2: <laughs> just because we make bad decisions doesn't mean like that, that every like you're endorsing them forever. No, like yeah. I did this thing, I got away with it, but if I'm giving you good advice, I'm going to tell you, don't, don't do that. Make sure that if you're going to get a tattoo that your everything used won't get you yeah. sick and yeah. you know that that's that's all and, I'm saying.
1: and the the fact is, is as tattoos become more mainstream um you know it you you get more options for like places to go I think it becomes more acceptable for like to, to demand certain things from your tattoo artists I think there are more uh ways that tattoo artists can get certified in certain like courses that can give you a little bit of reassurance um I know that like the girl I go to she's had several like she's done several like cross-contamination courses and like is very proud of that so you know, and she always tells me like, cheap tattoo is not necessarily a good tattoo, and a good tattoo isn't cheap. Like, you know, it's yes, it's it's your skin. Like, do with it what you want, but like, you know, it is it is a it is a medical procedure more or less. <laughs> like, this sounds like
2: my kind of girl. I like. Oh, that she's girl. so <laughs>
1: cool. You should meet her someday. You should get her to do <laughs> your next tattoo. She's my favorite human.
2: You're still buffering tattoo. I will. I will get it. Taylor and I will both get
1: our tattoos. Yeah
2: yes
0: yeah. we will good but i'm gonna try this one more time because all three of us are still buffering <laughs>
1: is that your way of telling us you want to end this i just thought it'd be a really nice close out for the oh, show guys. I, I messed it up
0: okay
2: we're done <laughs> all right well that was a great show <laughs> thank you thank you sisters uh thank you listeners for for Hanging out with us. I was going to say listening. Then I had to come up with a different word. Hanging out with us again this week. (laughs) Um, You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. You should check out MaximumFun.org for our wonderful family of podcasts that you can enjoy and and love those as well. And uh, we have a, a podcast we would like to tell you about this week that our parents are doing.
0: Yeah, both our mommy and our dad.
2: Did you say mommy? Both
1: our mommy, mommy no, I said and both our, our mommy daddy. and our I'm dad. Fucking.
2: Both our mommy and our daddy. <laughs> our, our mommy and daddy are
1: doing a podcast. <laughs> don't say that ever again. <laughs> I, <was never> <laughs> be, I don't again. like any of that. Cut that out, Riley. That can never be forever.
2: <laughs> our, our our mom and dad <laughs> are doing a podcast called "Still Waiting for Guffman," and it's almost a, said "still buffering." Didn't you? <laughs> I did. Still waiting for buffering. No, still waiting for still Guffman. waiting for buffering. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's about community theater, about their experiences and uh you know fun fun like what am i trying to say mishaps and, anecdotes, and, whatnot. anecdotes, anecdotes from, and tips and tricks <laughs> exactly from community theater throughout their many years of experience as directors and actors and choreographers and all kinds of positions oh my oh my <laughs> <Ta. laughs> that's that a theater joke that i like yeah, oh, that uh, so you should check it out still waiting for guffman it's available on itunes and so. anywhere you find podcasts yes i think Probably. Well, somewhere. It's, it's relatively new. They're only on their second episode. It's so. on iTunes. It's on iTunes. <laughs> I regret saying <laughs> that. Go. It's on iTunes. Check it out there. Uh, and thank you again for listening, and thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind.
0: This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney Macroy And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager.
1: And, and I, I was, was too you gotta be the rock doctor for me you gotta be the rock doctor come on come on i'll pay you i'll pay you to be the rock doctor i'll pay you in from swords (laughs)
2: I <laughs> oh, love it. Oh, good oh, man, stuff every
1: time. Uh,
2: well, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to. But anyway, why not listen to another podcast too? It's called the Flop House, and on our podcast, uh, we have recently watched a movie, often a bad movie, and we review it on our podcast, but mainly talk about other stuff and I don't know, hang out. It's all about hanging out, feeling like you're you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, (laughs) Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show. Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands. And Elliot Kalin, former Emmy-winning head writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, uh, so many things. Author of the upcoming children's book. All right, that's enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on. Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of
1: here. MaximumFun.org
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.